0: everybody welcome to another episode of the hb podcast i'm your host dustin here with me ben smith hello how are you i'm good how are you doing you know i was having a pretty you know what not today i don't want to say it's been a bad day because honestly every, a lot of people are like i'm mm, having a bad day and i understand i don't want to downgrade that right i've just like i woke up I was very tired all day minor stuff and then i ate too much bad food at this crappy restaurant uh-huh. that is in our town that will remain nameless i mean maybe we should calm out who cares um no but i so then i was like i had a food coma on bad food and of course the best thing to do when that happens take a nap just let it just sit there while just you're sleeping more deeper and deeper it goes that's right so i i slept it off and then i woke up and just i felt like i hadn't drank in three years right so salty like eating domino's pizza right before bed oh, what is it about domino's pizza dude you know what i'm talking about i've heard you say that's okay. why i said that it doesn't do that to me yeah that it's like domino's and mcdonald's if you eat those anywhere near bedtime you're, all that sodium you're
1: it's all that sodium man yeah
0: i mean i don't this is something i keep doing is eating food before i sleep and it's terrible for you. Yeah. Like, clearly, it's it's terrible on so many levels, but I end up just falling asleep or what I'm hungry before bed. What am I supposed to do? Fucking starve? Yeah. All right. So that's how my day's been. But, Ben, really, how has your day been? More than just good, bad? Not bad. Okay. Uh,
1: took care of a few business items today. Right. Uh, did some running around town uh, and posted up our SteamWorld review. Um this morning nice or this afternoon technically i guess so just kind of a it's been a, like a busy day but not like blisteringly busy like i've had just some ups and downs
0: right well that's good uh this is the hp podcast in case anyone didn't hear me say that literally you know 20 seconds ago or whatever four uh, minutes ago right this uh podcast comes from handsomefam.com and on that website that's where we have all of our Written content and where we post all of our videos and stuff like that. Uh, we're happy to have you here. It means a lot. So, Ben. Yeah. Do we just want to get right into it? I feel like we're we're just going straight in, but you know, do it. Fuck it. Do it. Ben, what are you dreaming of this week? I just mentioned SteamWorld. Right. SteamWorld Quest. Hmm. That's
1: what I'm dreaming of. Mm-hmm. I'm dreaming about playing more of it. I've been playing some uh, in the. Basically, after you complete the story, there's some extra stuff you can do. Right. Been playing a little bit of that in the last 24 hours or so since I beat the game, and uh, really enjoying it. It's it's been a good game. Uh, you always need more Steam World in your life, no matter what genre it is. So just diving back into that world, staying staying fresh in there.
0: That's that's you know, I'm I'm intrigued by this game. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I was that's, watching your footage and I was like this. This seems all right, but... Before I played the game, when I just heard about it, yeah,
1: I thought, this is probably not going to be up my alley, but it's, it's image and form. Like, it's mm-hmm. SteamWorld. I got to I gotta try it out. I, I absolutely loved it,
0: though. Hmm. Sometimes you just got to, you know, give something a shot, try it out. The problem is there's so many things that I even... It's beyond just things I want to play now. There's yeah. a million things I just want to try, yeah. too. There is a... New PSVR game that came out, I think today, called Jupiter and Mars. Did you see this at all? No. It's like.
1: I missed it. How super miss
0: neon colors and dolphins and stuff. Dude, there's dolphins in it? There's dolphins. And they're neon. Yes. Woo. So that's the thing. The reviews that I saw weren't very good. Uh-huh. But something about it was still intriguing to it's me. It's got neon dolphins. I don't know what something you can't put your finger on. Right, right. So, and yeah, was, well, I think it's like a PSVR. Compatible Okay. Game. It's not just, but right. I'm interested in checking it out at some point. And also, that's the problem. I, I barely played, uh, what is it, Ghost Giant? Yeah. I haven't played that. And I Have want you to. played that since last week? No. Ooh. I haven't. That's a good um, game. It's not my favorite game ever
1: made, but it, I think it got an 85 on our site. It's yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah.
0: So that that is intriguing to me. Um, and there's... Uh, There's a million other things. I, like, I'll even think, I'll be sitting, like, at night and be like, I want to go back to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I want to replay Bioshock again. I want to play, like, there's just a million. I want to play everything.
1: Okay, so sitting next to my television currently. And this is just, I mean, I've got tons of other games on the system and games next to the system and games on other systems, etc. But just sitting next to my, my TV. Uh, I've got Horizon Zero Dawn, which -hmm. I've never played. I've got Detroit Become Human, Mm -hmm. which I've never played. I've got Titanfall 2, which I bought for $7 because you encouraged the story in it. Yes. uh, Which I haven't played. And that's just the ones in boxes that I have sitting directly next to my PlayStation.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, you know, that is the problem. I know this is not anything new to say, but there's a lot of people that are like, now that I'm an adult, I can afford to buy all the games I don't have time to play them. And that's that's the truth. Um, and it's a sad reality because you're like – you think about it, like there's – we're living in like a golden age of lives. entertainment yeah. right now. Like yeah. everything – not everything. Not everything is good. But the as far as video games, I would say there is so much more good content yeah. than ever. Well, and
1: it's the problem with movies and television as well is that now that like streaming and – on demand is a thing there's so many things that even the bad stuff is going to be
0: decent right that's the thing i you still see on netflix like these movies that originally they would be at like blockbuster right and they would be it's like titanic 2 Uh or something which is like a ghost movie about titanic or something it's like dumb stuff or it's it looks sort of like whatever current blockbuster but it's not Do you know what i'm saying i know what you mean And these movies still exist every once in a while. You see them on on Netflix, like these really terrible movies that it's like, who are these for? What are they for? At this point, there's so much quality stuff out there. Who is watching this shit? So at one point, if
1: it said Netflix original on it, I knew I could trust it. Not anymore. Not anymore. Ever since they signed on Adam Sandler to do like nine movies or something. It's just gone downhill. And the, and the other problem is that Netflix used to be like, okay, we're developing this show from the ground up. We're hiring our own writers, our own producers, everything. Now they're like, oh, you can't find a studio willing to distribute your show? Sure. We'll Hold put on. it on our network. Yeah. And we'll give you a small uh, royalty for it as well, which is great because that means there's so much more content and things that I never would have even had eyes on the title screen I now like see a trailer from. But, yeah, it's just a mess out there. There's so much.
0: Yeah. I mean, what have Netflix Netflix really has? It's interesting because I think they think they still have 10 out of 10 content on there. But it is there. They have adopted more of a quantity. Well, I know. And I almost don't want to say quantity over quality because I think we're consistently getting the same amount or more of like the amazing stuff. But we're also seeing stuff that just, like like you said, just we'll put it on there. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, and you look at something
1: like, uh, what was the name of that Sandra Bullock movie that came out recently?
0: Uh, Bird Box. Bird Box. I didn't watch that. Okay, but...
1: so you didn't watch Bird Box, and I'm no. not going to spoil anything here, so don't worry. But Bird Box was, like, kind of universally panned. Mm. People were, like, not very good. This isn't a good movie. Don't even waste your time watching it. But guess what? Everybody and their mother was talking about Bird Box for weeks. Right. the were memes developed from Bird Box. Like, it still is in the zeitgeist. And it's like, that's a movie that would have been a blockbuster, or at least like a, a B-level movie in the mm-hmm. theaters. And it would have made some money, but not a, not a billion dollars or anything. But now it's like, it's on Netflix, and even if you don't like it, the barrier to entry is so low.
0: Why not? It's yeah. an hour and a half of my life. Sure, I'll take that risk. That the I think the prime example of that is that fucking Cloverfield movie, the Cloverfield paradox. Yeah, because they hyped it, they announced it. I think it was like the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, it's out tonight." Right. I watched it. Yeah. That night. Yeah. Because I was pumped. Even though you kind of, we kind of knew that was coming though. Like we had we had rumors of it. We had rumors, and I kind of thought it wouldn't be good. It's Cloverfield is hard for me because a lot of people really liked. 10 cloverfield lane i didn't like it uh-huh. but it's one of those things that people are like well you just had expectations of what a cloverfield movie and this didn't meet those it's, yeah. but it was good on its own rights and i'm like well, you called it cloverfield. cloverfield yeah so it's reasonable to have expectations <laughs> right. right how dare you so at this point it's like what is a cloverfield movie because currently it's one awesome monster uh-huh. found footage movie and then there's two movies that clearly were rebranded to right. be Cloverfield movies. Yeah, Like.
1: <sighs> Welcome to the HP podcast, our movie review podcast. That's right. We'll be talking lots more about movies here in the next
0: hour. I want to say one more thing about Netflix. OK. Before we move on, because, you know, this is our show and we do what the fuck we want. That's right. <laughs> there's a new show on Netflix called Our Planet. Uh-huh. Have you seen this? I've seen
1: it on there. And I
0: think my kids might have watched it. It's a, it's pretty dang good. Yeah. I watched the first episode and I was amazed, first of all, because it's all in 4K. Is it like a planet Earth type thing? Yes. Okay. I'm sure it's actually exactly like planet Earth, even though I've never seen planet Earth. Uh I'm guessing that this is the clips I've seen. It's very similar. Right. It's very well done. There's a whole episode about like ocean life. Yeah. That is just incredible. You see these huge like they have all the packs of dolphins going hunting, they do some deep sea shit, uh-huh. which is like honestly some of the weirdest creepiest stuff. It's like, "Hey, here's a a 9-foot tall fish that like sinks up and down and it has a glowing electric thing going down it." You don't like the ocean? No, but I'm also I I hate it, but I'm intrigued by it. Right. It's this catch 22. We love what we hate. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. Then I am dreaming of Wait. What? I need to say this real
1: quick. Right. Good. For years, when we're talking about Netflix. For years, I dreamed of a Netflix-like service that could deliver me games for one low subscription, and I could just play them whenever I wanted. It's here. We have that now, and I do not utilize
0: it at no, all. Not at all. No. I mean, that type of service is so good for – I wish that service existed when I was a kid. Yes. Game Pass. Yes. That would have been 10 out of 10. You could easily suck
1: your parents into a – every year – Buying you that as your only gift or something for the year.
0: I honestly I could have just been, hey, listen, this service is what is it, ten dollars a month? I think it's ten or fifteen. Ten or fifteen. Um I'll I will mow the lawn every week in right. exchange for you getting me this service. Infinite games, basically. And they probably would have said yes. Yeah.
1: So right now I have an active subscription because of, of when Crackdown 3 came out, I picked up game yes. pass. I still have an active subscription. Still, the only thing, actually, I don't think I've turned my Xbox on since Crackdown. And there are so many games on it I want to play. I downloaded a bunch as soon as I got it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I look at it and I'm like, if I were to take time to play these games, I could literally never finish all the games that they have to offer here in, yeah. my, in my lifetime if that's all I focused on from here. I mean, as far as gaming goes, all I focused on from here to the end. Right. And yet, I don't take advantage of it.
0: Yeah. It's hard, dude. There's so much to play. There it is. My dream this week is this is a cautious dream. Oh, but I'm thinking about days gone a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to checking it out. To be honest, if the reviews come out Thursday and they're terrible, uh-huh. I'm, jo- I'm just going to skip it. OK, I will be disappointed because it's something entirely skip it. Mm, I might red box it if it's possible. OK, but I'm not going to buy it right off the bat. If the reviews are good, though. I'm going to go out Friday and buy it, I think. Okay. So we'll see. What if they're mediocre? What if they're like 79s? Hmm. Which is
1: still a decent review.
0: Right. I don't know, really. I guess it depends. At that point, I would watch footage. Right. Because that's the point. I'm at the point where it's funny. We do reviews. Uh But I don't don't even want to read them that much or or watch them. Because I just want to know, like... Is it good? Is it bad? Here's why it's good. Here's why it's bad. Right. And I don't want to know much more than that. I don't want to know. Here's an explanation of what's going on in the story. Yeah. Here's all the – and what's it, it's funny because we provide that, as I said. And I think that most people want that. I am so sensitive to ruining experiences uh-huh. by knowing too much Yep. that I just – that's not the way I do it. And I, I think that probably shows in some of the ways we either I write or the way I cut reviews yeah. is to always err on the side of being conservative on what we show. Absolutely. So.
1: Yeah, I've read some reviews lately and I was like, well, I was going to play that game. Yeah. Thanks. Exactly. Thanks uh, it's also hard because I edit all of our reviews. So if someone's getting a game that I want to play and it's coming out or they're like, they write the review before I get the opportunity to play it, mm. I have to be like, are there spoilers in this? Right. If so, take them out. <laughs> yeah, take them out. Or I need to send this off to a different editor who doesn't mind those spoilers as much as I do.
0: Right. Yeah, that's – yeah. So I'm curious what other if other people are like that. Tweet at us. Oh, I haven't always been like that, though. Yeah. I'm trying to think – I feel like there's specific instances where I've either – Played a game or finished a movie and thought I would have been better off not seeing. Just reading the synopsis. Yeah. Or yeah. that's the thing I do with a lot of movies now is I will watch the initial trailer. Uh-huh. Not th- I'll watch whatever the teaser is because usually there's a teaser. And then the first trailer. And then I'm out. Yeah. Like Star Wars. I've seen that first trailer. I'm out. Well, no. Was that a trailer or a teaser? Which one? The For. Oh, just with Rey in it? No, for a. Uh, rise of skywalker oh for it yeah Just, that was a teaser yeah it was a teaser. okay then i will watch the first whole trailer yeah for sure but after that i'm done yeah and i've always found it to be better i actually can think of the one instance that that probably impacted me greatly this is from the prequels uh-huh. i saw episode two in theaters i was a very young lad enjoyed it immensely yeah. at the time and i remember how cool it was and I, what's funny is I hate this now when Yoda fights Dooku. Yeah. At the time I thought it was fucking awesome. And now I'm kind of like, that's kind of disrespectful Yeah. to have Yoda <laughs> do that. Like, don't, but I remember a couple of weeks later being at my grandma's house and seeing Yoda fighting on the teaser, on, on, the, on the trailer. TV. Yeah. And I was like, that was the biggest surprise. That was so cool. Sure. Why would you do that?
1: There've been a couple of things I've gone into blind, but used to like recently, Uh, totally blind, not having seen anything at all, literally, Mm. just knowing I was going to see that, I might as well just not watch anything until I see the movie, like the good old days. But when I was in, like, junior high, my mom and I used to watch Smallville together. Mm. I would go on to, like, these forums, these message boards, and literally look up spoilers for, like, four episodes that haven't even aired yet in the future because I needed to know. Wow. But now I'm like, I couldn't even imagine. What's the point?
0: And do you remember when we went in blind to see Hereditary at E3?
1: Yeah, I remember you saying there's like, a new like kind of horror movie and it's and that's really good. And I was like, cool, I'm in. I hadn't yeah. even heard of it until that. And then, me neither. Yikes! It was, <laughs> big fucking yikes on that one. <laughs> yeah, mega yikes.
0: Let's do it again.
2: Mother's Day is almost here. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
0: And there's not a lot of news this week, but some interesting ones. First of all, the Mortal Kombat 11 released today at the time of recording. Uh-huh. And there seems to be a bit of controversy, or as the British would say, controversy. Contrivacy. What is up with that? Contrivacy. <laughs> Whatever you um, want to do. And currently the link. Okay, here we go. This comes from uh, the PS4 subreddit, and the, the author is called Accomplished Poet 8. This person says PSA to anyone buying Mortal Kombat 11. The harder towers are literally impossible without rare or better gear and single use consumables. Earning these are incredibly grindy, and the whole system is designed to get you to spend money on the game. I see a lot of threads saying that the that earning currency is grindy but i think this is a huge understatement just consider these points so we'll go over the points here completing the entire story will barely give you enough currency to clear one room in crypt from this i got one brutality some common skins and a few consumables you can't so much as clear a single hard tower with the stuff i got clearing some of the latter later towers with or i guess would be ladder ladder towers Without the latest gear and a large number of single-use consumable, is near impossible. These towers are not just a pure test of fighting skill; they also feature unblockable blood missiles, which drain your life and give it the uh, give it the energy acid rain enemy. Huh. Uh, wait. Oh, and gives it to the en- the enemy acid rain enemy, getting armor on low health and some absolutely ridiculous damage mod- modifiers. This is the last one here. Earning said consumables in rare gear is extremely grindy, requires you to complete event-specific and daily towers, as well as clearing multiple easier towers. The crypt chests get progressively more expensive, and their drop rate for rare or better items is very low. For context, I opened a total of 23 chests in the crypt, and only got two rare gear across different characters. So, the whole context of this is... Mortal Kombat 11 uh-huh. has microtransactions, right? and it appears it's uh, not good. That's what I kind of was worried about whenever I was seeing some of the,
1: the stuff before the game yeah. dropped. And it's just disappointing to me because... And I haven't played this game. You haven't played this game, so we don't really know what we're talking about except for this guy on Reddit told us. Yeah. But... And, and a lot of other people in reviews and stuff. I just mortal Kombat has always been so good even though fighting games are not my primary uh preferred gaming experience they're just always so good they're good for a good they're for a good romp you know no problem but when you put it (laughs) when you make it so that no matter how good you are you can't progress Mm -hmm. that
0: just stinks well i want to be fair and to their credit this is all the complaints seem to stem around this these tower right. the tower mode. Now, is the tower mode the story mode, is that? I don't believe so. Okay. I think this is like a a separate mode. Gotcha. But I I'm I'm glad that anytime we see this mobilization of $60 console games yeah. that it needs to be scrutinized hard and fast. Sure. And I'm not saying that there isn't any way to add additional multi- monetization to these games, but it just seems egregious in a lot of ways. And the developers that do it are are facing like hard blowbacks. Sure, you got to wonder: is this from WB to say, "Hey, I
1: think I think it's multifaceted." I think yeah, the publishers are putting some pressure on them, but what's really happening is. Games are expensive to make. These AAA level games are very expensive to make, and even at millions of copies sold, mm-hmm. you might take it might take a little bit to recoup your money and make a decent profit and have enough to split up. So, if games are going to stay sixty dollars, these top tier games that take years to develop with hundreds of people, you're gonna they're gonna have to recoup that money some way. Right. And the thing is, they wouldn't
0: keep doing this if we didn't keep buying them that's the question though and that's I know it's on a per game basis but you hear about the, the whales right yeah the reason the monetization is in there is because there's these dumb rich fuckers and no problem with being rich right but specifically these ones are dumb because they're spending egregious amounts of money on these microtransactions and, and they make it worth it sure for like they're the they're the target audience right for these does that apply to Mortal Kombat 11 I don't know I don't yeah. know I would certainly hope not. I hope it's the millions of people that are spending $60. And, yeah, I don't know. They've already made a statement. They're like, we're working on balancing progression. Right. But it's like, you fucking knew this was going to happen. They played Surely. Yeah. So I'm looking at the Mortal
1: Kombat mobile game right now. Oh, well,
0: Mobile game. I know, I know. Yeah.
1: But I'm not talking about necessarily the microtransactions at the moment. I'm talking about game modes. And, and like you talked about the towers and how that's confusing, and that might be a different game mode. Right on this main screen in Mortal Kombat, I'm looking at just on the main screen, seven different game modes I can go into. Mm-hmm. I can play seven different types of games right. with seven different goals. And they're all just the same game. It's just you're you're progressing towards something different. And that's not even without, that's just the main screen I can see. I'm not even looking at the different trees and different types of things and everything. And obviously, mobile game, your goal is almost purely, I mean, yeah, you want to have fun. You want to let people have fun. But like mobile gaming is about making more money and microtransactions where we are used to them. We're expecting them. But... When that transfers over into multiple game modes, and the, and the one of the this is what I was getting at, if there are like a ton of game modes in Mortal Kombat 11, what they what the goal there is is to get you into so many different types of game modes that you'll want to be playing them all at different time or at the same time, and eventually you're just like, well, what's twenty dollars to be able to progress further in this other game mode than that mm-hmm. game mode,
0: and that's disappointing. I'm actually I've been dipping my toes back into some mobile stuff recently i played a little bit of the mortal kombat games since you and brandon were talking about it and it didn't it didn't grab me yeah so i've been wanting to play something else so i've been checking out uh apparently phil i mean kevin's
1: the one who told brandon and i about it but phil also got into it so there are now there there are now a lot of people playing
0: yeah a lot of hp boys yeah i've been playing dragalia lost Uh which is the nintendo um yeah published psy games whatever and it's been pretty good i yep. really like it but it's it suffers the same thing that all mobile games have in that there is so much going on there are so many types of currencies and it's like well you use this currency to upgrade your character you use this currency to upgrade their moves right. you use this currency to summon new characters you use this currency to To you can only buy this one with money. You earn this one in game, and you use this in game to buy this. Like it's out of hand. Yeah, and I'm learning slowly how it works because I feel like at this point it's like okay, just pony up, figure it out. But I just it's interesting that these games are meant for mass market, Uh and not that I'm the smartest gamer in the world, but I would say I know more than the target audience of this game sure and i'm struggling figuring out like okay how does this even work right so i don't know i found though that it's been Dragalia law so far has been very generous with its currency which usually is the case at the beginning yeah so they start you out being very generous and you, know, then,
1: you know one of my least favorite things about mobile games is what when you start out a game and they're like, okay, now spend this coin to speed this thing up. And they like oh. force you to do it. And I know they're giving it to you. You don't have to earn it. Right. Or buy it. But I'm still like, I want to uh, keep that for later in the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is
1: only a th- 30 second wait time. I'm not going to spend currency for this.
0: No, clearly not. Then we have an updated list of E3 conferences. And we had a couple more announcements. And so I want to share with you the list. We'll talk about some E3 stuff. So right now, EA doing multiple streams june 7th and 8th no conference uh, microsoft we have confirmation now that june 9th 1 p.m we assume this is going to be at the microsoft theater i would imagine uh and then bethesda june 9th also same day at 5 30 p.m and so we don't know where this one is last year it was and they don't advertise where it's at no no no, no. really because they don't want people showing up trying to weasel their way in yeah so not that anyone would do that no 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 um <laughs> so last year was right it was like behind the microsoft center yeah yeah it's been it was um was it at uh the palladia the, the where the sony's event was this year or last where year sony's event
1: was in 18 was where yeah. bethesda's was in 17
0: man the bethesda land dude yeah I mean, I was com- pretty much completely alone. I had Trevor, but that was a amazing experience that felt not as good because I didn't have anyone with me. Right. So I'd love for them to do something like that again. The last year's was fantastic yeah. as well. Bethesda always, not only for press, they take care of their fans, I would say, sure. at events yeah. specifically. Like at PAX, they did the Bethesda game days. They had free food for everybody. They had game or drink tickets. Yeah, and for for press they had like unlimited. You could have as many drinks as you want, which was awesome. Right, but for fans even they gave them two free drinks. I think it was it was either two or three. Yeah, two to three free drinks. That's pretty pretty awesome. Pretty generous. Tons of swag. Like, yep. so they always do a good job. The PC gaming show is June tenth at ten a.m. Um, we should try to go to this this year. Yeah, I'm always – it's always really long. I know. And there's usually not anything – There's not any big announcements, but to be there would be fun. B- to be there might be fun. You're right. And then Ubisoft, June 10th, 1 p.m. They did it at the the uh, theater. They always do it at the same theater as yeah, far as Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. We were in that theater last year. Yep. the The whole place had packed out, so we were in the lobby – which and, was bogus. <laughs>
1: but they had food. Well, the- oh, it was no the actual experience was was fine.
0: Being like ten feet away from the auditorium was kind of bogus. You could hear the thunderous applause. Yes. The live applause. And then you'd hear it coming through the TVs at the same time. Right. It was weird. But so that was it kind of interesting. Then the new one, our new time slot, Square Annex, June 10th, 6 PM. This is a special broadcast, and it's now where Sony used to be. I think we're getting Final Fantasy VII remake. Wait, this so year?
1: It's it not released we'll, this year. We'll get back to that. But yeah. are are they actually saying? Is it an actual like in person conference or is it just a broadcast? No, it's okay. just a broadcast. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Okay. Yeah. Last year's was they had. Like, oh, you mean it's in the slot where Sony was?
1: R- yeah, I gotcha.
0: I'm trying to remember if they had multiple kingdom hearts trailers in the same broadcast i remember like every conference had something kingdom hearts in it right last year yes it did. which i probably lost my shit multiple times True. so and that's 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 fine it's par for the course then finally nintendo will be doing their direct that's usually the day of the e3 starts right we last year were in the press room and everyone was watching it on their iPads and on their stuff. And it was it was a very unique way of watching a Nintendo Direct because you would hear like, yeah, or something right, when Fire Emblem comes some up. Some
1: people were. Well, and also like the guy two tables to your right might have it like he might be right on track with it. The guy two tables to your right is two and a half minutes behind and you're right in the middle there. So Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like A wave of, of cheers.
0: So. Let's talk about the Square Enix one. Uh I think this is going to be a pretty big deal this year. I think we're going to see that Avengers game. Yep. If we don't, something's (sighs) wrong. The other thing is, I think it's going to be locked. We're going to see Final Fantasy VII Remake this year. They're doing a Final Fantasy VII concert, Uh which is unfortunately the same time as the Bethesda event. Yes. Or I would have totally gone to that. Yeah. I mean, I would... It was a thing for me where it's like I can either go to the Bethesda event with you and who and Phil and have free drinks, right, free food, see an, uh, hopefully an awesome conference, get to be in the room or I can spend $70 to go see Final Fantasy VII music by myself. Well,
1: I mean just cuz I did wasn't like, oh yeah, let's go. doesn't I mean I wouldn't have gone.
0: Right. Yeah. But I knew that I I want i want to go to bethesda more overall yeah because yeah. i don't want to like not that seventy dollars is that much to see a concert sure. like that but it's actually kind of a good deal when we're stacking it up against free food and drinks and a conference and games and games it's it's you know it's hard to hard, i mean it was a it was a clear decision at that point then i think that's about it that for e3 uh-huh. I don't know if there's any other speculation we want to do. Well, here. we
1: got the Devolver conference.
0: There's the Devolver and, like, Limited Run is going to do their thing where they announce all their their titles. Uploads
1: VR is doing one this year.
0: Right. And Kind of Funny is doing their um, – they're doing an E3 one, right? Yeah. They're doing two. So they did their one for PSX and right. time and now they're doing that. So definitely going to be busy. I don't think we even went to Devolver. They have their trailer park thing or the trailer or whatever (laughs) trailer park. It's not a trailer park there. It's some sort of trailer that's outside of E3. Yeah. That you can go to, though. I think it is press only. I think it is. We should go to that. Okay, I'm sure we can work that out. There has been weird shit in the past where E3 has like blocked off their parking lot because they fucking hate what they're doing. Right. I think it's kind of baller i think it is it's totally devolver too yeah of course like no one else only devolver could pull that off like hey we're setting up in the fucking parking lot right. next to e3 awesome move Ben. we got confirmation ashley johnson troy baker these are the leads for last of us part two Yep. joel and ellie neil druckman posted on twitter that uh they had wrapped filming or whatever, motion capture, motion capture for The Last of Us Part Two. They said it was... He basically implied that it was like the most cinematic uh, thing that they've ever tried to accomplish. Right. Tears were shed. Yeah. It was a very sweet picture of the two of them with Troy kind of kissing her on the head and they're hugging. And I'm sure, I've always been curious as an actor what that's like. You have two characters, inseparable bond at the end. Right. And... You have two actors that are embodying those characters. I'm sure that those the actors then create a bond themselves, of course.
1: Well, I did I did a decent amount of stage acting in right. uh, high school and college both. And yes, from that experience, you definitely get to know somebody pretty well.
0: Right. So, man, it's interesting. Anyway, they're wrapped on motion capture. And some people are like, oh, this game, this isn't coming out. There's no possible way it's coming out this year. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be 20 21 at this point right the thing to keep in mind though is we got a tweet when troy baker not troy baker nolan north wrapped on uncharted 4 Uh uh-huh the game released six months later right so if we're talking six months what's six months from now we're in end of april may june july august september october right so it's seeming likely that we could see a potential October, November release.
1: I don't know if likely is the right word, but I think possible is a better word. Possible. It's right. possible that we could see it by the end of this year. Um, with that said,
0: I don't want them to rush it. Exactly. To To be honest, I think it would be a perfect game for January, February. Yeah. Put it in that God of War time slot because. That was April, but whatever. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? The, <laughs> yeah. the first first quarter. Right. So well, that's well, d- you know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> well, well, actually, before before the sh- before summer before shit gets crazy, yeah, I think it would it would fit very very nicely in there. But I am ready for that game, and at the same time, not. I'm just the thing about that game for me is I've watched that E3 trailer multiple times, right. And it doesn't look possible. I know. (laughs) Like you see the animations, you see the way everything happens. I'm like, there's no way. But not in an, I'm not saying that in a negative way, like a, I don't believe you or whatever. Right. Like almost, I just, it looks so good. I, I'm ready for Naughty Dog to blow my mind. But here's what I want to know. They obviously did some mocap before that. right. Right. Because
1: I mean, they had footage from the game. It was actual gameplay. But so how long did they take a giant break or how long is a motion capture schedule for a game as compared to a movie? Because movies they'll shoot in a very short period of time comparatively.
0: This is purely speculation, but you have to assume both of them, Troy Baker and uh, Ashley Johnson, both very well known. Yeah. I'm sure very busy. Yes. Uh, And I wonder if you have to fit them in in chunks. Sure. Sure. Because it's just simply not possible to I su- do it all in once for for them and their schedule. I suppose that's easier because I guess with with
1: movies, they're going out to locations, they're scheduling an entire crew around it. I mean, not that there's not a crew with MoCap, but with Mocap, it's like, hey, come to our studio and we'll shoot some footage next week.
0: Yeah. Man, I think I need to I need to play through The Last of Us again. Need to play through it. I'm just gonna play on easy. Because I just want – I want the story. I need to play the DLC as well. I've never played the DLC. Me neither. Oh, wow. Okay. So I I think I need to play through it again. And I I think I want to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Number one, so I'm not rushing. And two, I want it to be able to to settle in. So when part two comes out, it's ready to just completely destroy me. I think I'll – I will most likely like watch a video –
1: very near then Mm. of a Mm. decent chunk of the playthrough or at least the story beats you played it pretty recently i played it in early 2017 so yeah Yeah. more recently than most
0: ben this is the last piece of news and i find it really odd do you remember the game 13 yes 13 was a playstation 2 gamecube xbox game cell shaded based off uh some kind of european graphic novels right you're I don't know com- the answer you're to comic that. pro, then. No, I don't know the answer. Damn. I don't know where they're from. Anyway, it's getting a remake and it's releasing this November. It's coming from developer Microids, which they made the like Siberia uh-huh. games. Everything about this is very odd. I mean, maybe not. To me, it strikes like, hey, they were able to pick up the rights for this game and they know that it has a bit of a cult following and it just seems weird. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's... How long ago was 13? Enough. I was in elementary school. So, like, four years ago? <laughs> yeah. No, I want to say, like... L- let me look, but I want to say two thousands. Early 2000s?
1: Yeah, okay. I think it's been plenty of time. Uh, I wonder, like, it's getting a remake. Is it getting... I don't know that much about it. Is it getting, like, a Shadow of the Colossus-type remake? Or is
0: it getting, like, a... Just they're rebooting it. Uh, I'm thinking it's a full on remake. I should have done more research on this. It says all the articles say getting remake this year. So I was right on the money. November 18th, 2003. I probably played it in 2004 though. Okay. Which would have been my third or fourth grade
1: year. I don't think I played this game except for maybe in like Walmart when they had the demo stations or something. Right. Um, I don't know I mean it I think because in 2003 there were very there weren't nearly as many consoles out in the wild as there are now mm-hmm. so for if it's a game that's beloved and they can make it for a fraction of what they it cost to make it in the first place and catch some of the same people who played it and more why
0: not right yeah I think it's cool I think the cell shading is going to look fantastic yeah. oh yeah up res cell shading holds up for the most part man i'm looking at i looked up the release date of the original and now i'm seeing a list of other ps2 games i'm thinking damn time splitters 2 yeah that would be a great do you play time splitters yeah 2? i love that game Real good game. i had a lot of fun playing just 1v1 on playstation 2 yeah i remember you can you like dual wield full assault rifles kind of like wolfenstein in that game i don't remember dual wielding mm. I remember – I remember there's, like, a lot of – there's a lot of games from the PS2 era that I remember playing but not super in-depth, and so they are just kind of, like, a hazy memory. Right. I remember playing Red Faction, uh-huh. and you could basically, like, dig into walls yeah. with rocket launchers. And so we were just fucking around, like, making yeah. tunnels and stuff. I played Red Faction on PC. It was one of the first oh. big games I
1: ever played on PC. I mean, I played, like, Duke Nukem and stuff on PC back in the day. Duke Nukem 3D and yeah, that kind of stuff. But – um, you know what game I saw the other day, and I and I remembered that there was a PlayStation port hmm. is Time Crisis. Time Crisis. Whoa! You know the the arcade game where yes. you like press the be- pedal to to oh, hunk hell yeah. it down and yeah. There was a a PlayStation port of that game with gu- light guns and everything. Interesting. I would love love them to make that on for PSVR. I think yeah. I would be disappointed though.
0: Light gun games, man. Yeah, bring at. them back. That's right. Okay. That's it for the news. Let's wrap up, Ben. Uh, I have two things I want to do to wrap up this show, which I guess normally I'm supposed to put a segment thing here. We'll put it in later. Ben, I wanted to talk about what we've been playing. Okay. Because we haven't done this in a while. We don't have Phil. Right. So tell me a little more about SteamWorld Quest.
1: Okay. So SteamWorld Quest is a turn-based, card-based RPG Um, there aren't as many RPG elements in it as I think some people would appreciate like you know there's no actual um, you can't choose your path or anything it's fairly linear but as far as like building your character you you build your character by building your deck of cards you get cards at whatever spaces you want Um, you can buy them sometimes I'm sorry no you can't buy them you can find them in chests you can get them at different story points um basically you you get cards given to you and then um you have to pick which ones go into your deck. And of course they cost uh currency essentially. Um and the currency is generated I, I they actually have a name I found out after I beat the game I, and wrote the review and everything. Mm-hmm. Um but they actually have a, a name. Um some cards help generate that, other cards use it. And you have to have uh you can play three cards a turn. And you have to have enough currency to pay for them. By currency, I don't mean anything about microtransactions or anything.
0: This might be completely wrong. But I remember when you said something about building up currency, I'm like, oh, like Yu-Gi-Oh. But I don't. Yu-Gi-Oh, you have to. I'm pretty sure you had to like. Put monsters down and uh-huh. then you have to sacrifice them in order to put out more powerful monsters.
1: I never played any of the Yu Gi Oh games. Damn. You're talking dude. about the card game?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I fucked heavy with Yu Gi Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. I One, played it, once, but I think uh, it was mostly like we wanted it to be Pokemon and it wasn't.
0: See, I never played Pokemon very much. Well, but that's because you're a baby. i I collected a lot of Pokemon, yeah. but I didn't play it. Yeah. Anyway, so. Tell me a little bit about... I think what I'm curious about is the story. Uh-huh. That's something that you kind of waxed poetic about yeah. in the in the review. I mean that in a positive way. Right. Um, <clears throat> just because I'm curious about its deeper aspects. So the story revolves
1: around this character named Armely. And I think that's A-R-M-I-L-L-Y. And Armely is like the, the daughter of grocers local grocers and throughout the story you kind of find out her family's kind of looked down upon because you know they're just lowly grocers they don't really mean anything whatever and so she is trying to make her way into the heroes guild which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like just a bunch of heroes messing around you find out they're not exactly what you thought they were later on not like a they're bad guys or anything but like you know they like to golf more than they like to actually be heroes (laughs) and Mm -hmm. Um, you're going around with a couple companions and soon realize that they're in trouble. Some of them have been kidnapped and you need to rescue them. And so you set out on your quest to help rescue them. And Armely like, end goal is to become part of that guild. And she thinks that by going through and rescuing them and, and proving her valor, she'll be able to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, when you do you, meet other characters along the way like you pick up other characters as you go i don't want to talk too much about who they are or what they do but you can use them in battles and stuff mm-hmm. um but they're like when you get them are like major plot points so i don't want to spoil that too much
0: i i'm fully fine with games that are i don't want to say lighter but not as deep of story I think sometimes we need that. Yeah. Would you say this is more of a fun and lighthearted? Are there elements of, whoa, like I'm, I'm, I guess the, the milestone for me is when something is deep enough that it makes me like reflect upon my own life, which sometimes is good and sometimes is, is bad. Right. So I'm just curious what level of, of deepness are we getting here? There were, so
1: on its face, it's a very simple story. Like, good guys go into a fight, bad guys. Yeah. That's it's the oldest tale. Um, but I think the way it tells that story and the, the milestones you encounter and the fact that like teaches some lessons throughout it about acceptance and not only accepting yourself, but being accepted by others and then finding out if that matters or not and things like that are pretty important. And mm-hmm. I think those could really speak to you, especially depending on what, you know, where you're at in your life. Um, The the real story, if you, like, crunch it down, is not that deep or -hmm. or long. There is some lore in it that you certainly need to be... um, Well, you don't need to be, but it helps to be familiar with the SteamWorld universe to really dig in and understand what's going on. Right. And even, like, at a point in the game, it reveals what part of the SteamWorld universe it is um, or what time frame it is. So that's that's cool. Um, The story... Is not as good as the writing of the story. Mm. It's like the three little pigs is not that great a story and not that great a writing. But imagine if the three little pigs, the story that, you know, everybody's heard, was just written in an entirely new way. Yeah. And every time the wolf came, he said something magnificent, and every time the pigs responded, they did it with, you know, stupid jokes and puns. Like yeah. that's the kind of writing I'm talking about, is that they, they just executed that very well
0: interesting <clears throat> cool and that game is out today at the time of publishing. by the time
1: this releases it will be out yes do you
0: know how much it is i think it's 25 dollars. 25 dollars. that's a little higher price than their previous entries uh, i think they were like 20 oh yeah okay, because i i think i spent 20 on Steamworld dig two.
1: yeah and it was worth it right, right.
0: oh yeah. yeah so this game if
1: if you're talking from a time perspective this game, it, the, the developers say this game should take you 20 to 25 hours. It took me just shy of 21. And then there's uh, there's some stuff in it you can do after you beat it that can extend that time if you want. Yeah. Um, so for, if you're going strictly on a time basis, it's worth it. If you think you don't like card games or turn-based games, um, turn-based games I like, but they're not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, card games are something I have probably only played half a dozen titles that are like card based in my other than mobile games that's totally different but right and at the end of it i was a you know a true believer
0: nice what about you for me i have i bought cuphead yeah. again on switch i've been going through it again one week ago on the show yes you said you weren't gonna buy it no i and i did but man i'm so glad that i did because i'm getting so much out of it i'm almost to the end? Uh-huh. Or getting close to the end, I'm very worried about the King Dice yeah. fight because it's honestly I remember thinking this is too much yeah. at the time. So I'm I'm a little nervous. You cheesed it a little bit, didn't you? I cheesed it a little bit because I did there was like a way that you could double up your attack power. Uh-huh. So before they patched it out. Before they <laughs> patched out. That's that's patched out now. Yeah. Which for the most part I've had a relatively fine time getting through everything. Yeah. The first like two sets of like the first two aisles I breeze through in like a day. Right. or less. M- maybe like less than 4 hours. Yeah. But now the third I'm starting to get, you know, tripped up in some stuff. Specifically right now I'm on the the robot that has like the uh, mad scientist inside, the yeah. plane levels. I'm not as much of a fan of the plane levels. I don't like them either. They're not that they're bad. I just kind of want like one or two less of them, I guess. You don't get to see the full Cuphead body, right? In those levels, and I don't think the gameplay is just as fun, right? In the plane, so I, I don't know. I I always prefer the regular, but I have to beat him, and then I'm on the train, the like the ghost train. Uh-huh. The ghost train is by far visually one of my favorite levels. Yeah. There's the ghost at the beginning. He's got eyeballs at he's thrown at you that are popping out of his hands. And then there's the giant skeleton that comes up, yeah. you know. And at the end like the train. You're you're at the end you're fighting the fucking train, which is right. awesome. <laughs> but also the fight is just ingenious. It's so well done. But I want to say what's sticking out to me in particular this playthrough, which this was apparent last time, but more so this is what makes this game so good is that there are complex strategies yes that are so satisfying to figure out and using the full arsenal of what the what you have available to you for each fight and figuring out what that is is so good yeah for example on this train fight he I was having a really hard time because I don't even remember what I did before. So I'm in a really hard time. The eyeballs were just completely screwing me up. I was using um, the lobber. Oh, yeah. Or the lobber mixed with the normal thing. And I just was getting owned by these eyeballs. Eventually, I figured out, hey, I if I use the 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 try shot, the spread, I can just stand here and it eliminates all the eyeballs. It attacks him. And then when they drop the bricks down on me, I just counter those. Yeah. It's fine. It was like a revelation. Like this is – this went from impossible to being the easiest part of the fight. Huh. And it was cool just because it's it's not a cheese. Right. But it was just me thinking strategically about what I have and what works. Right. And then then applying that throughout the rest of the level as well. It's very – very well done, and I'm really, really looking forward to the DLC, which is taking more time than I thought it would. That was announced last E3, yeah, you're right, and we still don't have it. Yeah, I'm thinking we're gonna get a release announcement at E3, it'll be shortly after around E3.
1: Yeah, I here's what I think when you release, when you have an upcoming release on a new console, if you put out DLC before that you're almost obligated to include it with that new console uh, yeah. version. So it's almost kind of smart from a financial perspective to keep it and release it on all platforms at the same time.
0: My dream is that at E3, they're going to say, we had this Cuphead DLC planned and we couldn't stop. Right. <laughs> and this is now Cuphead 2 yeah, or some other variety of cuphead right which it gets into an interesting territory because from my understanding with the way the rights works is that microsoft does not own cuphead no they they had an
1: exclusive deal
0: they had an exclusive deal that they they funded the game for a very long time and they own the publishing rights for the first game yeah so whatever deal they worked out for switch i'm sure was I'm surprised it it didn't happen sooner because it's like people aren't buying Xbox Ones for Cuphead. People that have already played it will buy it on Switch. There's people that have PS4s and Switches that don't have Xbox One, and so they're going to pick it up. I'm sure they sold a couple million already for Cuphead on Switch, and a lot of those are repeat buyers. Right. So good for them. Does it – it has co-op on the Switch too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. You can now play as Cuphead or Mugman. Right. You can choose, and they added some new animations and stuff like that. So that's cool. I want to talk very quickly about Sekiro. I'm getting close to the end. It's getting very, very hard, and I really, honestly, I don't want to. I'm enjoying it, but I want it to be over. Yeah. At this point, because I'm just, I'm tired of the struggle, yeah. even though I enjoy it. I really, really do enjoy, it, and I enjoy the sh- the struggle specifically. But um, I'm getting I'm worn down. Huh. I'm, I'm I feel like Bilbo with too much butter <laughs> over, uh, or or too little butter over too much toast. Spread over too much toast. Right. That's me right now with Sakura. You are built. That's what I think
1: of when I think of you as Bilbo.
0: That's good. I lo- <laughs> you know honestly I have thought about that that. I feel like I am Bilbo, that I am willing to go on an adventure. Uh-huh. I would like to think that I don't complain a lot. But while I'm gone, I always am thinking about being at home. Yeah. So. I don't get it. I don't know, dude. I just, I like sleeping in my own bed. Yeah. So.
1: I like. that security. My, my bed is not that
0: comfortable.
1: Um, <laughs> I need a new mattress. Neither is
0: mine. It's <laughs> something about just being being away sometimes in certain aspects is it makes me anxious huh. in certain ways but it's weird because i don't i i feel like i don't show it necessarily do, i don't know do i think maybe you don't show it to the extent that you feel it as as possible mm-hmm. well i'm just no offense to brandon but brandon when and i think he would say this honestly. oh yeah he, yeah he has major anxiety right. when he's traveling right. and is very worried about multiple different aspects. Right. My anxiety about traveling is much more like I have a surface level of worried about something's going to go wrong while I'm not at home. Right. Or something's bad's going to happen to me and it's going to be a problem because I'm not. Elsewhere. I'm elsewhere. Yeah. It's not so much the specifics of the traveling itself right if that makes sense right anyway ben i wanted to wrap up on final one final topic for the show okay this was requested from our editor boo stewart okay to talk about this and she wanted us to talk about cheesing in games how we feel about it do we think it's good do we think it's bad do you cheat yourself not only yourself but the game <laughs> or whatever not and so, only the game but yourself I've been talking a lot. What do you think about cheesing?
1: Well, first, I think we need to define what cheesing is. Right. Just in case some of our people don't know out there. Cheesing, essentially, finding a – is it a glitch or just a way to to beat the game that's
0: not the intended way? I think cheesing can be a glitch. Okay. But it doesn't have to be.
1: I want to rule out the discussion of glitches for right now. Okay. For the sake of this discussion, of the cheesing discussion.
0: Just as a quick – comment about what i think cheesing is Uh cheesing is taking something that might be slightly overpowered Uh something that isn't clearly isn't tuned right and maximizing that and making the game easier than intended
1: okay there we go so it's not necessarily there needs to be a patch for this and it will be fixed later it's more that
0: this is just not the intended way sometimes it is though because okay. I'm thinking about specifically in Sakura, there's a boss that if you lure her to a certain spot, uh-huh. she does not attack you anymore. Right? Is that a glitch? I'm I I don't know. She's I'm guessing that her something about her parameters of where it decides what attack she does does no longer works huh. when she's in this spot. Right? That is it a glitch? i'm guessing i i'd say it's a glitch i mean i think you have to look at
1: it as do the developers want you to do the developers originally want you to not get attacked by this character mm. i would say no or they wouldn't have put the character in the game yeah but anyway okay let's we'll frame it around the, the concept of non non-technical glitches stuff like that right is it a problem to cheese a game and basically just take advantage of a poor optimization or something like that. And I'm thinking specifically of some of the early bosses in Sekiro where you can literally just push forward and dodge right or left, I guess, but I always dodge, right. Uh,
0: We're walking a fine line though. When you say that, What? sorry, I know you didn't finish your thought, but to me, that's just strategy.
1: Yeah, maybe, but that's, like the boss is clearly swinging at me, and because I'm pushed in so close to them, they're not hitting me.
0: So you're just kind of doing a repeated action like dodge right, tack, tack, dodge right, attack, tack, like yeah. that. The thing is, I think about specifically with Sekiro is the game lets you do that early on, right? Because I think it it wants you to get comfortable with its mechanics, right? But it, it doesn't keep that doing won't that. work later, yeah. So to me, that I I don't know if I want to classify that. We'll classify that as, as a cheese. cheese, yeah. For me, I think to bring up Sekiro again, there was a cheese that I was trying to do, uh-huh. which I eventually ended up doing it the real way and found it to be easier. Was there's a move when you hit your L one R one that that it's like it's some kind of like sh- I think it's like shadow step, uh-huh. and it's unblockable. Yeah, and so there's a boss that you can just. Technically, you'd be able to just repeat this attack over and over and the boss can't block it. Right. But it's still difficult because after you do this attack, the boss will retaliate and slash at you. And so you can get hit that way. And if when you're between those attacks, yeah, you can get hit. Uh huh. So it's not a fail safe, but it's like, yeah, I don't think they intended for you to use the same move. Over and and over and over. over. So,
1: well, okay. without bringing up specific examples, let's try to talk about it if we can then. Right. Is it does it diminish your enjoyment of the game or does it increase your enjoyment of the game?
0: This is a hard one. Yeah, especially with recent events with playing Sekiro without bringing up examples. I'm
1: not saying you can't. I'm just saying let's try not to make it about one specific type of cheese.
0: There comes a point when a game your frustration has gone too far Uh uh-huh and i think that at that point it's beneficial to take any advantage you can get okay but on the other hand when you can overcome those frustrations you that's the design often is overcoming. I guess I'm thinking specifically of again, Sekiro. Right. But the design of that game is to overcome those frustrations and, and what feels impossible through dedication, through practice, becomes reality. Yeah. And so that's the whole point. Uh-huh. And so when you do those cheeses, you are cheating yourself. Yeah. In some ways, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm really of two minds on this one. So I'm I'm kind of the same
1: way as you. My thing is if it's a you know, like if it's a frustrating point and you can take advantage of something that you can tell really isn't the way the developers want you to do it, but it still works, I feel pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. I feel fine if I'm getting through it and I'm still having fun, that's fine for me. If I'm taking advantage of a glitch or something that like should have been patched out but wasn't or needs to be uh i don't feel any kind of sense of accomplishment at all
0: no i that doesn't mean i
1: won't do it (laughs) yeah
0: i realized this many years ago playing a game called fantasy star online yeah and i played it for the xbox and there was a way that you could duplicate items Uh and so you could duplicate full sets of different types of weapons and stuff like that yeah and you could also do like max XP, or like an XP glitch that would just like max level your character w- overnight. Right. And for me, it was I I did this at the time because I had friends that played the game, uh-huh. and that's what they were doing. Right. So they w- to play together, we all did that. I kind of had no opinion on it. Yeah. Other than oh yeah, it'd be cool to be really powerful, but the game became just not fun anymore. Right. Which I know I'm not breaking any new ground here, but you're right that there there has to be a a line yeah at some point
1: is it okay that's the real question is, is it, okay? it
0: okay yes all right i'm if, if i have to say yes or no it truly my answer is yes with a little asterisk that uh-huh. says there's a, a line but truly the the thing that i've come to in my 25 years of life and probably 23 years or whatever of playing games right is i've come to the point now where i just have to play the way that makes that feels right for me yeah and i think a lot of people come to that conclusion eventually Uh because at earlier on you're trying to either prove something to yourself or to somebody else or something like that and you maybe you don't enjoy it but you feel obligated to do things a certain way right at this point i'm just like I'm going to play the games I want and I'm going to play the way I want and nothing's going to deter me from that at this point. That's the thing. Like Dragon Quest 11 is a game that I want to play. Uh But when I sit down to play games and I think, should I play Dragon Quest 11? The answer is almost always no. It never rises to the top of what you want to do. Right. Yeah. And so old me would have said, Dustin, you're obligated. You started that game, you need to finish it. Right. But the new the new Dustin says, no. Yeah. The time there is not enough time to be playing games that you're not getting full enjoyment out of. Right. So I'm
1: constantly at this battle, and this isn't about cheesing at
0: all. Of
1: I have like I said earlier, three games sitting next to my PC or my uh PlayStation right now. How many hundreds of games do I have that I've bought on PC and never touched? I have Game Pass. I should be playing some of these other games. What do I want to do right now? I think I'll rather play Apex Legends with Brandon for four hours at midnight. Right. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Like, w- with doing what we do with writing reviews and articles and stuff, like, we have to sometimes play games that aren't the thing we want to do at that moment. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that for the majority of the time that's ours, or not always the majority of time, sometimes it's the minority of time, but the time that's ours that we shouldn't play exactly what we want to play for whatever reason.
0: I think you're right. And that's it Woo, for the HP podcast. That's all she that wrote. That was a good conversation at the end, Boo. I hope you are satisfied. Boo will never be satisfied. No, never. Um, but yeah, that was, that was fun. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause I think that was a good, a good conversation. So I'm, I'm happy that uh, we got to talk about that. So as I mentioned, thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. If you could leave us a, rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, five stars only, and also subscribe. Cause that helps us out a good deal as well. Two other things. If you want to hang out with us, join our community, go to handsomefandom.com slash discord, join our discord. We can talk there tons of fun. Uh, we have a new channel there. I forgot to mention last week, you have a channel specifically about this podcast. Oh. So if you'd like to talk about anything specifically about either cheese and games, if you want to talk about cuphead or uh, steamworld quest that's the place to do it so handsomefandom.com slash discord finally if you want to help us out financially uh, a way that you can do that is going to handsomefandom.com slash amazon basically you shop on amazon we get a kickback it doesn't cost you anything extra why not why not? everyone shops on amazon just do it almost everyone yeah i guess some people are like mm, phil doesn't corporate corporate greed which I can understand. Phil
1: doesn't shop on Amazon because I think – I could be misquoting him, but I think he, he told me at one point
0: he doesn't shop on Amazon because it takes too long for stuff to get to him. I guess if you don't have Prime, that's true. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I only have Prime because my parents pay for it and I share an account with them. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. So – I I calculated up one year and I
1: use it for myself and for business-related things. Right. So I calculated up what I saved in shipping like – I just averaged what shipping would cost and figured out how many things I ordered in a year. And I I saved like $400. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we buy like we buy some like household items and stuff on Amazon, like, you know, towels and paper towels and stuff like that, too. So
0: I think I wonder if Prime is designed to be like a family plan, sort of like they don't care.
1: They have it set up so you can do family members. Oh, good. You can actually set it up so that since your parents are paying for it, you can get the... Expedited shipping on your own account, but you guys just share an account, right?
0: Yeah, we just share and then I change the credit card and the shipping every time. We also share like Apple Music and
1: Apple Music set up to do that. Yeah,
0: Apple Music, it's incredible how they do that. It's so convenient. Well, that's like my cell phone and stuff. Mm -hmm. I
1: uh I'm still I'm 31 years old, haven't lived with my parents since I was I don't know, 21, 22, and I'm still on their plan, their cell phone plan. I pay for it and everything, mm-hmm. but it's so much cheaper for us all, for all for of everybody, us. Everybody, yeah. To, like they're not footing any part of my bill, but for all of us to be on the same plan, than for me to get one with my wife, she's on her parents' plan too because it's just cheaper for us all to do it that way than the, for us to go separate. So why not?
0: Right. Anyway, the moral of the story is save mm-hmm. save that money. That's right. All right. Until next week. See everybody later.